Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Happy Mission Sunday, everyone. I hope you're well. Hope you had a great day. You can all be seated. Thank you, band. Sensational. Jess, Steve, I love your Nikes, by the way. I'm excited for the word this year that God has given our church. Go. You have an individual go that God has called you to in your world. But as a church, we have a corporate, a shared, a together go that he has called us to. And that is towards him, towards Christ. And we form in our church our corporate missions around these three components, kingdom, nations, and community. So you'll see that model come up here. And this is what our nations, all our mission recipients and programs and projects fall into one of these banners. In our community and our nation's arm, we care for the less fortunate, the vulnerable in our backyard and some of the poorest countries in the world. We look to not only care for the needs of the people, but to empower, advocate and educate them. And our kingdom arm is our witness arm of the gospel our church planning, our spreading the good news and supporting our missionaries. And just for about the next nine minutes, I'm going to really do a quick recap of this morning's um, missions message. And then we're actually going to go into a panel where we have Mark McLennan and Brooke Disser getting to share, which I'm excited about. But to pull off those three components, we really need the Holy Spirit leading our go, don't we? We really need him guiding us with it. So, just quickly, next week, we're going to be encouraging you and opening our giving up to our church for missions. This is how you can give. Pray about it this week. That's the first thing we encourage and want you to do. Pray about it. We are believing the Holy Spirit will put something on your heart to give and contribute to. We, always, we all know that when you contribute to something, the more you own something, the more you are behind it, yeah? So as a church, no matter the amount you give, we all want you to contribute. You can fill out the form and bring it with you next Sunday and put it in one of the buckets that will be out the front or up the back. It is tax deductible to give for our missions, which is awesome too. All right, I'm just going to unpack a few now of our missions programs that as a church we are really behind and believe and pull off. If you want to hear more, you're going to have to listen to the podcast from this morning. So, kingdom. In our kingdom component, here is a list of some of the mission recipients we support. Have a quick read of that. There's actually more than that, but time's sake as well. We're just going to quickly go through some of them. The disses who are mentoring and coaching pastors in Sri Lanka. They have on their heart to help a lot of the pastors there with their mental health because they know that a lot of the pastors aren't receiving any any kind of support in that area. Alliance Church in Israel. We support a church in Jerusalem called Alliance Church. We do believe it is important to bless the work of the ministry in Israel. And in fact, the Bible says, blessed is the one who blesses Israel. May those who love her prosper. Matty Old, you're heading to Israel soon in April, mate. I'm looking forward to hearing some of your trip when you're over there. Okay, Ukraine and Polish churches. We supported them last year through Kirk McAtee, who leads AOG in the UK. 
Churches were turned into bed hostels and supply warehouses for the refugees. You know that even Jesus was a refugee as a child. So there's something important about supporting refugees. Liberty people. All right, I'm moving pretty quick. Stay with me. Stephen, Helen Blank have helped plant a number of churches all over the world. Last year, I got to visit one of their churches in Mindoro, which is an island in the Philippines. Our church has contributed a significant amount to their new building. It's going to finish in April this year. The governor of the island is a Christian and has given this church a number of favors, which is amazing. That church has then gone on to then plant 13 other churches across the island. So how amazing that we can be a part of that. This year, we're going to take a young adults team to that island and also to Cebu as well. So next week, young adults, if that is you and you might be interested and you feel God saying something to you or encouraging you, we have these expressions of interest forms, okay? Not just also for, if, um, for our mission teams, but also for other reach out teams, okay? Um, so I'll talk a bit more about that next week. Liberty People have also mobilized three groups in Turkey to support the recent earthquake disaster. Another death toll rises to over 23,000. These groups are providing food vans, health supplies, and mobile bread kitchens. So as a church, we will give towards their appeal over this coming week. But if this is something that you would like to contribute to, head to our giving form on our website, and there's a little comment section where you can add in Turkey Earthquake Appeal. And we will be sending some funds off to those groups. All right, moving on. Nations. Our Haynes Home, Christian Faith Ministries, which is Kent and Ruth Hodge that we support. And the other one that isn't up there is Oslob, a church in the Philippines that we recently supported a building extension for. Haynes Home. As a church, we partner with the Haynes Home located in Tirupattur in India. Now, we have been supporting them for over 11 years, you guys. 11 years that partnership's been going for. And all of the children come from families living in poverty. We recently provided them with funds to purchase a new bus. And you can picture what Indian roads are like. So you know <laughs> what I'm talking about, that that new bus is going to be well used. Here's a video to give you a bit of an insight into the incredible work that Haynes Home are doing. Jennifer uh, and uh, I work here as a social worker in the Heinz Children's Home so uh, my vision and the desire for the children is to make them as a good leader so every day we are teaching them a good leadership like planning organizing decision making etc so thank you all for your uh, wonderful help and fun for you all thank everyone for your kind heart so love you all so much thank you Hello everybody, my name is Simon, I am studying 12th standard, my study is very well uh, and uh, my th I think about thank you for your sponsorship and uh, you are very grateful and uh, I pray for every day in your life church and my sponsors. Uh, my aim is I am become a good IS officer, thank you for your help and just uh, and make your life church, thank you. Hi everyone, I am Kanchana, I am studying in 12th standard. 
Beautiful, isn't it? We're hoping to support them with a few other projects this year. Okay, our community arm. Look at this list that will come up on the screen. That isn't even all of our community projects and programs that we support. Just two I want to highlight to you before we start our panel. Red Frogs. Now, our mighty, mighty Froggers. Hand up if you're on the Frogs team. Catch. <laughs> But our mighty froggers, they are in the incredible team, heads up, who volunteer to serve, support, pray, share Jesus, protect and look after young people at different events such as schoolies, festivals, sporting events and even Saturday nights out on the town. We sponsored our Red Frogs team to travel up to schoolies on the Gold Coast last year and I love what Daisy, who leads our Red Frogs team, said. A group of the MacLife Young Adults assisted and cared for young people through drug overdoses, alcohol poisoning, sexual assaults, friendship and relationship breakups, mental health breakdowns, and so much more. As well as assisting in the bad times, we were also with them in the good times. We made so many incredible connections and had the best time laughing, cooking pancakes, and creating special bonds during the week. I'm so grateful and thankful for the generosity of my church. Your support has exceeded all my expectations and the impact of your generosity will bless and continue to bless the young people in our community. Thanks, Days. We're praising, we are praying for that team and thank and really asking that God will continue to open doors and stir spiritual hunger in the people of our city. Last one to just spotlight now is our backyard. You know, that God has blessed and graced our church with this unique gifting to minister to the homeless. And our backyard is a safe place for people to sleep in our car park just up here. We offer them showers, kitchen, toilet, laundry facilities. And from this, we identify people who we can work with to then put them in a home. So Macquarie, you partner with Enlarged Living. 
and property investors to put them in a lovely, available home. Over a 12-month period, we then provide them with casework and milestones that they have to achieve. And that process, we hope, will transform their lives. This past year, we've helped 65 adults, 17 pets, and 13 kids at OBY. And of those people, 12 adults, 3 kids, and 5 pets have moved into long-term affordable housing, either from enlarged or social housing. How good's that? Thank you, Jesus, for that. And God is continuing to use us to be an answer in this space. Go, OBY. Um, Awesome. Next slide. This is our year ahead. This is some things that we would love to be able to achieve this year and pull off with our missions work. So have a quick read. We're really believing and we're hoping that you as a church will also be praying into this and believing that we can corporately pull this off. All right, you guys. It is time to move into our panel tonight. So if we can get, start getting set up for that. And as the team starts to set up for our panel, I'm going to intro the incredible Mark McLennan and Brooke Disser. Firstly, Mark McLennan. Mark is, is an amazing dad in our church. He has such a heart for missions and the lost sheep. He's on our church missions team. He's an incredible preacher. He has a wealth of experience that I gleaned from on, in leadership and reach out. And so let's give him a clap as he comes up. Brooke Dissa, whose heart for missions is, I think, unmatched besides Jesus himself. <laughs> she has lived and breathed church planning in Sri Lanka, doing it tough during COVID over there. She has such a heart for the hurting and has a huge faith that is rock solid. So give him another clap and welcome Brookie as well. All right. I feel like you need to take just one breath. That was a lot to get through in 10 minutes. (sighs) My heart rate. (laughs) Oh, That's true, Mark McLennan. That is true. All right, you guys. I've been really looking forward to this. We have never done this before on Mission Sunday. This is a bit different for us. We're breaking the trend. (laughs) but um, we're going to have a chat around the importance of missions and their own personal journeys with it because I know for these two guys and for me, we have felt God put a call on our life for missions. And we know that some of the people in this service right now, there'd be something in your world that God has spoken to you about or God has encouraged you with or a seed that he has even planted in you for missions and some reach out. So we want to dig and we want to discuss and talk about that and have a look at why, the why and a little bit of how of why we do missions. So our first question, you guys, um, can you share first, Brooke, and then Mark, a personal mission story that influenced you and tell us why you are passionate about missions? Okay. So I'm just going to tell you from the st- from right back when I became a Christian at 18, God just did something in my heart for missions. I remember every single Mission Sunday sitting in that auditorium over there, bawling my eyes out, 
going, God, what is it? There's something in my heart for missions. And I said to God, I'm like, I I will do anything for you, God. I will pick up rubbish. I will clean toilets because we used to do that on Friday night after youth. Clean toilets. And I actually said to God, and I never thought he would take it serious. I said, I'd go to the nations to you because we used to sing this song. And now looking back, I'm like, it was actually really prophetic. We used to sing this song on our mission Sunday, and it was called You Said. It was a Hillsong song. Do you remember that one, Mark? Yeah, 20 years ago. One. And it said, ask, and I'll give the nations to you. So as an 18-year-old that had a passion for God, I would just weep and pray. Not tell anyone that, I, like, God, I'll do anything. I'll go to the nations. And, you know, that song, we actually sung it on our wedding day as our worship song to God. And it wasn't until later on that, you know, the influence kind of shift to change to Sri Lanka because I just, I didn't know what it looked like until obviously Nathan came on the scene or I came on the scene for Nathan, either way. Um, but then God started doing a work in my heart for that nation. And it was a whirlwind. I'd never been to an Asian country before, let alone in the middle of a civil, civil war with um, suicide bombers going off when I was there. And I don't know, God just, I don't know, he just undid me for missions and for, for people. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I just have a passion. I just love missions. <laughs> just because you're hosting tonight, can you do a rendition of that You Said song at the end? <laughs> wow, Brooke. Mate, when I went on our, my first mission trip to the Philippines, I was broken. God just broke me. And when I came home, I knew that there was something going to be happening over the years. Now, I've led another four teams over to Manila. And I think the most impactful moment for me was where, on our second last trip, the pastor over there said, look, we're going to be having a baptism for some new Christians in the church. Would you be a part of that and do the baptisms for us? So I said, absolutely, what a joy. That day, I baptised 127 people. Man, I was like a wrinkled prune when I got out of that water, and it was just a lineup of people. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> and we don't see production line baptism. That's it. It yeah. was. We don't see that kind of. Well, I say we don't. It was a, an amazing movement of the spirit where it was unfamiliar to me. I hadn't seen that sort of thing where just in. A short period of time, so many people just decided they wanted to follow Jesus and make him central. In a world where there's just nothing, they have nothing, but God is just good for them. And that was my most, and I was, that just broke me forever. I'm just, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that amazing, you guys, hey? Okay, next question. Why is missions an integral part of the gospel in even our vision this year of Go? Brookie, do you want to start again? Well, I... And Ros mentioned this scripture um, last week. It's a scripture that Jesus leaves with his disciples in Matthew um, 28, verse 19. He's like, therefore, go and make disciples, baptizing them um, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go to the ends of the earth. And for me, I know you can read that and go, ends of the earth? Like, I can't do that, God. But I want to encourage you tonight. It's your world. Look at it in your world. Like, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Where can you be an influence in your world? And I actually want you to start thinking about that right now. Like, while we're talking tonight, like, what is it that the Holy Spirit, like, because I can't go to your university or your workplace and influence your friends, but you guys can. So it's taking that scripture. And for me, the other scripture that I just love, and for me, it's really simple. It's um, Matthew 22, when he says, the greatest commandment is to love, love God. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So for me, I just keep it simple. 
love God, love people. And like Jesus did this brilliantly in all the gospels. He loved the sinners. He loved um, the prostitutes. He loved the people with leprosy. He loved, um, he loved everyone, didn't he? And like you had the righteous leaders and the Pharisees just against Jesus. But I'm like, we're called to be like Jesus. We're called to be salt and light to the earth. We're called to love people. So I don't know, keep it, keep it simple, love God, love people, that's my... Yeah, that's good, that's good. I, I love our mission statement of look up, lean in, reach out. But I think there's a component of the look up, which is about looking outside of yourself yeah. and outside of your little world and the things that seem to keep you very busy and very worried all the time. Um, and so for me, I believe we are at our best when we are looking away from ourselves. Yeah towards others and doing what Jesus wanted to. There's, um, there's a, a two great readings that I really love, and they're both in Isaiah. And one is where Isaiah was first called to go, uh, called by God to go and minister to the people, to the, the, the Israel. And it came in the form of a pretty scary dream for him. And right at the end of that dream, he responds by saying, then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here I am. Send me. That's so significant. And the second one is in Isaiah 52. And it's a very simple one, which we probably all know. How beautiful are the feet of bring, who bring good news, who tells of peace, who brings good news of happiness, who tells of saving power and says to Zion, your God rules. That's what I see when I go to the Philippines. I see people who, who understand that God rules in spite of everything that's going on there. The corruption, the poverty. That's what I love. Yeah. Mm. Loving Jesus really is about loving people too, isn't it? Even though sometimes people, especially as a teacher, you can find tick you off from time to time. <laughs> but following Jesus really is uh, when you follow him, there's this increase of capacity and this deepness of wanting to love people and see their life, their life change and transformed. So I find for me that I need a balance of Christian people in my world, Christian, good group of Christian mates, but I, need, I really need some non-Christian mates that I can hang out with and just be so real and raw with too. And I really encourage you to have that balance in your world, those people that you can trust in your Christian circles, but then those ones that you can be like, hey, this is me also out there. Um, and that is also part of the gospel, and you see how well Jesus did that. Okay, next question, you guys. What are some things you've seen work and not work on the missions field? Was that our next one? That's it. That was, I'm just checking. Happy for me to go? Yeah. <laughs> what I've come to understand is that God tends to give us as humans tasks that are impossible for us as humans to do. So in terms of mission, when we as a church look at what needs to be done, it's impossible. You think, yeah. oh, where do you even start, you know? Um, and we can go into the mission field uh, and do whatever support it is that we're doing with all of the charisma, all of the finances, all of the enthusiasm, and we can begin to feel a little bit of a saviour complex because, you know, a little bit of money overseas does a lot, and you can think, oh, it can fix so much. That's why I believe that the whole process has got to be based on love. If it's not around love, if, they, if that, that one uh, Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 13, 
if it's not based on love, we're just clinging symbols when we go over there. So we really need to make sure that what we do is based on love. Um, beyond love as a motivator, I think there's also some practical aspects. What works here in Australia just may not work over there. And it's so important to embrace the cultural, the, the, the natural way of doing things over there, particularly when it comes to time. Oh, my goodness, Philippines time. Oh, my goodness. Life. You've got to allow it. You've just Shall got to allow and roll with that and allow the whole process to be controlled as much as possible by the, the locals there. Yeah. Yeah, very good, Mark. I'm really nearly going to echo similar to what Mark said. Like sometimes you think, oh, yeah, I'm being sent or you're going on a team and you think, oh, I'm going to make a difference. And you're like, actually, no. <laughs> it's like we're actually there to love the people and we're actually there and it's to support them. And I think for us, like because we we're like, yeah, we're going to do a church plant. But actually God spoke to us when we were there and he's like, no, I actually want you to support the local church because there's something about building relationship with the locals they know the culture coming behind and around them and supporting them and investing into them because the locals actually respond better to locals than what they do with foreigners because they think oh what are you here to try and do or change us but if you can equip the locals to do the work of the ministry and actually help them the reach and what's going to happen is is far wider and we're actually kind of seeing it happen through our movement in ACCI um, as they're talking to us as missionaries, like just equipping the locals to do the work and be the ones that are kind of standing back in the shadows going, it's not about us, it's about these guys and loving them and supporting them um, to reach their communities. It's so true, so mm. true, Brookie, that cultural respect of when you are going there, you are coming into their world yeah. and you're trying to encourage them. So it's actually a learning experience for when you go there, isn't it, too? Um, and I think it was really humbling when somebody came to me and says, I just can't believe that you would be willing to accept me and love me as I am. You know, we don't have to put money. Just they're so wiped out by the fact that you just want to support and love them for who they are. So yeah. true. I have to tell you, we had people go, why are you here? Yeah. Like, yeah. when we were in the country, there was all this chaos happening. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they're like, why? Why would a foreigner be in this country? And that's why it's important when you do go on a missions trip or where you do feel a call to missions, you have a really strong foundation that God has called you to go to that place. Yeah. Because something could go really wrong when you're there. Yeah. Something could actually go really wrong. And so you need to have this fallback truth that God has given you before you go so that can then sustain you when potentially that wrong that challenge comes up really important to have that okay let's keep moving what are some practical ways people can contribute to missions mark well i think the the obvious one is that we would say financial but i i kind of feel like financial has to be a secondary because really Mission support is a spiritual investment. It's around really love and prayer and faith and acceptance and tolerance and all of those things. And when it comes down to it, they are a lot more uncomfortable than slipping a few hundred dollars. They really are because it means that you have to give something more of yourself than just some money. So my encouragement is always to be uncomfortable. 
I think mission support has to make you feel uncomfortable. If that means that you establish a relationship with someone over there as a text buddy or an old, what we would call a pen friend in my day, uh, yeah, to just be able to share their life and, te- and help them tell their story. You know, um, I- I've got lots of Facebook friends in the Philippines and they will start my day with just a string of comments of hope you have a blessed day, hope you love you, we love you. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I do so little and they give me so much back. So do what makes you uncomfortable. Pray for specific needs. Go on a mission trip if that's what you feel God is telling you to do, but be uncomfortable. That's what I like. Brookie? I just think Mark's answered that, really. My thing was, like, pray, um, give, and go. So I, I don't think I need to elaborate, really. I think, Mark, like, don't, don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. Like, being on the mission field, receiving the prayer, like, you so need the prayer, right? And just having that covering is just, yeah. Everyone yeah. once in their life, Brookie, needs to go to a developing nation though don't amen they? you have to you have to get out of your comfort zone but be prepared to be broken exactly mm-hmm. yeah. the perspective won't be the same yeah. all right you guys um two more questions can you share a funny moment you've seen on the missions field i'll go <laughs> we uh had the honor i say honor of providing finances for one of our sponsor children to have a bowel operation when um, they had a twisted bowel and had to have a small resection done and a colostomy bag fitted. But when it came time for that colostomy bag to be removed and and everything to be put back to normal, they couldn't afford it. So we fundraised as a church and we paid for that operation. And I had the honour of reporting back to the church how well the operation said uh, had gone. And it was just beautiful to report the church to the church that Robin was just so happy to be able to fart again. <laughs> <laughs> that was his words once he got the colostomy bag off. Thank you, God, that I can fart. <laughs> That's a good oh, Lord. Some real gas problems there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Little things. The Lord answers our prayers, hey? <laughs> Brookie? All right, so my first uh, ever mission trip, I was 20. From here, we went to Vanuatu. There was about 20 of us. And Katie Sinclair and I thought it'd be awesome to get a fake tan because you always need a fake tan when you're going on a mission trip. What? Anyway, so this is a photo that you can see behind me. We turn up at the airport for the team bus, right? But guess what? The four of us in that photo, Katie, Amy, Megs and I, couldn't fit in the team bus. So they put us on the back of this truck and we're like, yeah, take a photo. This is going to be awesome. Like, we're living our, you know, best life. All until the moment the team bus went this way and our truck went this way. And then I'm like, oh, this is all right. So then I start looking at Katie Sinclair's face. And Katie had been to Vanuatu and numerous times and she's starting to panic. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to panic. And then we end up in this dingy shed somewhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're all going to be killed or something like that. Anyway, they're just doing a side errand, like getting stuff in the truck. And we walk up at the hotel 20 minutes later and I think um, the team were like, oh my my funny story, Matt Robbo and I were sharing a bed in <laughs> Sri Lanka together. Good old Matty Robbo. Anyway, we found something in that bed. I'm not going to tell you what it was, but it was a bit disturbing. So if you want to know what that was, come and see me after the service. All right. Our last question, you guys. 
What would you say to encourage someone who has a heart for missions? Mark, do you want to go first? It would be my greatest hope that as you've heard us talk and you've seen what this church is able to do in terms of mission, that something is just stirring inside and you think, oh, I wonder, I wonder what God may have for me. My encouragement, my hope for you is that if you are feeling that, that you won't just leave it, but that you will do everything you can to act upon that. Pray about it as a great way of start. Make sure you mark that card of, I'm expressing some interest in this. I don't know where it's going to go, but I express some interest and I'm just going to leave it with you, God, because I know that you will show the door that I need to go through, the place I need to go through, the mission I need to become a part of, whether it's here, locally, wherever. Um, but just just act upon it. Just, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I totally agree with what Mark said. Like, honestly, seek God first on it um, and act upon it. But also, I think from our experience, um, feeling like we had this thing for a nation on our heart, actually go and seek some wise counsels, mm. seek some spiritual Very authority. Very good. For, for Nathan and I, we went to Pastor Mark and said, this is what we're feeling, and then we could go tuck that away because sometimes, you know, when you've got a heart for something, it can become this big thing and all you're thinking about is, you know, that mission or what you're going to do and you forget about the here and now. I want to tell you to focus on the here and now, give it to God because he will make it um, open the doors in the right time because in the here and now, He's actually equipping you for what you actually are going to do when you get on the field. Really um, and then when you come with that spiritual accountability, because for us, when we did hear the door or the knock to go, we went to Pastor Mark and said, hey, this is what we're feeling in God. How, can you go and pray about it? Like, what do you feel? Because when you're on the mission field, you need that covering. You need that spiritual covering. You need that authority because you know what? You come up against some tough stuff and you need to be able to call on someone to have those conversations and be able to... Um, yeah, just help you through it. So I'd say seek God on it, be planted in the house, serve where you can, whether or not it's something local in missions or, yeah, and then just really, yeah, have that I'm, person to go with. I'm building on what you said, Brookie. There's this kingdom principle about using what is in your hand. And when you steward and you're good at doing what is in your hand, the things, the skills, the gifts God has given you, your resource, when you're good at doing that, that will start to get closer to what is in your heart, your dreams, your plans for the future, the things that you really desire to see. So can I encourage you, if you have a heart and a calling towards missions, start to take little actions. Start to pray. Start to give. Start to have conversations about it. And it will be incredible to see what can come from that. Yeah? Awesome. Well, can we give these guys a big clap? Brookie, um, stay here for a minute though, you guys. Um, but we can get the band back up as well. We wanted to give you the opportunity tonight to respond, to actually respond to this message. It's a bit of a unique response though. And um, I'm going to get Brookie to kind of really kind of lead this in a moment. But... We would love you to just start to open up your heart. Actually start to tune in to the Spirit. Um, and Brookie, I'm going to hand to you now. Do you want to start just yeah, talking to them about just, our response? Yeah, tonight really what our heart is, we hope that, I don't know, we've encouraged you or stirred your heart 
for missions. And tonight, we really, I just would love to pray for you, to be honest. If you feel like God's calling you to the mission field, or you've got a, like me when I was 18, I didn't know what it was, but I just knew I had a burning desire in my heart to do something for God. And I, you know, as an 18-year-old said, I'll go to the nations, I'll do whatever it was. I'm not saying you have to go to the nations, you can breathe. You can go to KFC. You can go to KFC. (laughs) But I actually really would love to pray with you um, just about that surrendering it to God and going, hey God, use me, I'll go. I'll go to my university, I'll go into my workplace, or I'll go to the nations, whatever it is. So I want you to actually all close your eyes right now. And while the band starts to play, and I actually want you to think about it. Just have a moment with the Holy Spirit. And if he's stirring on your heart, I actually want to pray for you. And I'm actually, instead of putting your hands up, I want you to be super brave. And I'm going to stand with you because I want you to stand because this place in here is the safest place that you'll ever walk on the mission field. Here you are loved and accepted. And I actually want you to stand in faith and go, God, I'm here. Use me. I'm willing. And if that's you tonight, I want you to stand. I'm going to stand right now. And if that's you and you're feeling like, God, I'm here. I'm here. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, you you, see the ones that are standing right now, Holy Spirit, and they don't even know, may not even know, be clear to them what they're standing for, God, but they are standing for you, God. They are making a bold decision for you, Holy Spirit. I pray right now that as I'm praying, God, that you will start dropping in their spirit visions, Father God, words for the future, Father God, words of where you want them to be planted, words of where you want them to minister to, Father God, and I pray right now, God, over the ones that understanding, God, that you would give them a supernatural boldness, Lord God, a courage, God, that only comes from your spirit, Father God, bravery, Father God, that you would give them a spirit of bravery, God, and faith, God. I pray that their faith, Lord God, is going to be so stretched, Father God, but they don't need to fear. There's no fear in a church because you know what? As God stretches your faith, He is with you every step of the way. So no matter where He calls you to church, He is with you every step of the way. So I thank you, Father God, for these ones. God, I thank you for the provision, Father God, for them to step out to what it is that you're calling them into, Lord God, that you would go before them, Lord. Some of them I even feel, Lord, that they need to be encouraged that you can do it. Don't ever think that you can't. Because if God has called you, He will equip you, He will anoint you, and He will provide for you. So I thank you, Father God, that those words will be, that they will hold on to those words, Father God, as they go out, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, Father God. We thank you, God, that as a church, God, that we are building your kingdom, Lord God, locally and globally, Father God. God. And tonight, God, we just commit our church into your hands and ask that we would be your hands and your feet, Lord, and say, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. Amen. 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 And Mark, I'm actually going to get you to pray as well. But can you pray for our community? Can you pray for our neighborhood? That God will continue to use us as a church to be a light on this hill. And that people will be drawn into our projects and programs. Absolutely. Let's continue to pray. Father God, we are here in this place this is where you have rooted us at this point in time, Father. And we don't want to hide who we are. We don't want to hide who you are. We want to know how best to minister, to share, and to love upon this community, this city that we are a part of, Lord. 
I pray that Macquarie Life Church will be a beacon in yes. this city, Lord. Thank you, that people will know that this is a place yes, of love and yes, safety Jesus. and care, a place where relationships can be restored, where food can be provided, Lord, when there seems to be nothing else that we can turn to, that this is a place we can come to, Father. Help each person here to know how they fit into that. Because, Lord, overseas is one aspect of missions, but you also call us to be rooted here and to do what we can. So I pray, Father, that in amongst those stirrings in the hearts and the spirits of people tonight, Father, that you will also be saying, hey, have you thought about being a part of this ministry? Have you thought about being a part of and how you can help out? Just make it clear, Father. You're never, ever quiet when it comes to showing us what you want us to do. We just have to be available, open and ready, Father. Show us our go. Show us our go. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macquarielifechurch.com.au.